Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast, The Encounter from Redeemed LA. Um, today we have Kathy, today we have Layla, Christian, and myself, Shaylee. Today, we're it's actually pretty exciting what we're going to start talking about because we ended our series of, of fullness, our third year anniversary of our podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that. But we're going to start a new series today, and this new series is actually... Something that even us speakers are revealed by another revelation through God's word, another like wow, like what we what what we what we need in our life. Sorry, <laughs> like stuttered. Um, but today we're starting our series called the Seven Deadly Sins. So practically, we're gonna talk about in each episode the deadly sins um, that comes within us and overtakes us and then we fall spiritually dead and today specifically we're going to talk about pride and pride is one huge one that i can say a lot of people have the majority of us even have even if it's a little bit even if it's the tiniest tiniest speck you, we all have pride and this pride let me tell you it's the hardest thing to get rid of just because like sometimes it's hard for us to admit that we're wrong or it's hard for us to admit that um that actually you need to humble yourself but there's a lot of us that don't want to humble ourselves i want to use um the definition i actually like searched up the definition of each every single one of these uh sins and pride it says it's the satisfaction derived from one's own achievements so isn't it crazy that when we have our achievements, we have our blessings or something good happens in our life or it's just like, oh, I made this song or I made that alabanza or or even us speakers today, we can be like, bruh, I said that. Everyone that's listening is going to be like, dang, she knows the word. But that's not exactly what we should be doing because we have all these things. We have all these abilities because it comes from God. But what pride does, it makes you think that it's your own. It makes you think that you have your own knowledge, that you have your own power, that you do your own achievements. But it's not it's not true at all. That's completely 100 percent, 100,000 percent false. And I want to read this verse here. It says in James 4, 6. It says, but God shows us even more kindness. And the scripture says, God opposes ignorant, um, arrogant. There we go. I was like, how do you pronounce this word? Arrogant people. But he is kind to the humble people. So what does it mean? That God opposes the people that are arrogant, opposes the people that are pride, prideful, opposes the people that are like, oh, me, 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 and, and never anyone else, never give any achievements to anyone else or give any rewards to anyone else. But it says here, but God is kind to the humble people. The reason why pride is so harmful, the reason why pride is considered a sin is because you 
or, or yourself or anyone that has pride or arrogance in their lives or yeah in their lives or in their hearts or in their minds is because you're choosing to abide by your own wisdom and never by God's which is something so harmful because then you start thinking your authority you that you have authority then you start thinking you're on top of everyone and that's and that's exactly what we have to be careful because that's exactly what the devil wanted it makes sense that all of us have pride it makes sense pride even exists because that's the way the devil wants us to think the de the devil he came down from heaven because he wanted to be um, like God or overrule God and God was like no I'm taking I'm taking this out of here so um, so he fell and the devil fell and he came to the earth and then that's what happens when we're prideful that we think oh we are we are own, we're super wise we go by our own wisdom and then we start doing these what so-called little achievements and then look what happens and then we fall so being prideful, don't listen to your own knowledge, but listen to what God has for you. I love that. I love the whole explanation of this because and I, I think it's very important that like this podcast, you know, um, in any age that listens to this, like whether you're young or a little bit older, um, I think pride doesn't come through like ages like it doesn't just come to like young people but it also comes to like older people too um oldest as in like the age of our parents or like oldest as in like 20s to 30s and then 20s below 20s like pride just comes in any in any age and i think the the most important thing that we should all realize when you know we start get get given like more privileges or anything like that or you start seeing that oh people are giving you more compliments our biggest our biggest prayer should be because you know the verse that says like oh lord i did this i did that i did this and then the lord's like hey i never knew you that's something that always like uh shakens me because imagine being known by everyone in this world being known by this or being known by that but then not being known by god <laughs> I mean that would be kind of embarrassing to be honest. And I and I and I like exhort everyone that should be like our number one prayer because if we are to be seen or known by everyone at church or at work or at home or in any area that is social, I think that's where we, that should be like our wake up call because if we are pleasing people or you know pl people pleasers, um, that's going to that's going to really like bring us bring us down because um there's a bible verse that says that before the fall comes pride meaning that when when the when the fall comes it's to really like humble you real quick like thinking like saying as in like oh you thought you could do this by yourself psych you can't because the one that helps you out is the lord there's no one else that can help you but the lord and 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 it's more like it's more like a like a us problem because we like to give importance to ourselves or we try to let our ego be fed so much or like be inflamed of like oh my god they told me this oh my god oh my god and you know it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you know we like we like as human beings we like being told these things we like being told like hey good job but are we are we gonna like when they tell us like hey you're doing a bad job i don't think so um but this brings me to um this this one king who was actually very young when he first started uh ruling in the city of judah and um when he when he became king in in judah he was 16 years old <laughs> 
he was 16 years old and he reigned in Judah and Jerusalem for 52 years. So that was like a long time. If you like 16 plus 52, I'm not good at math, but I guess you guys can make like the assumption that he was not that old up until when he like reigned, meaning that all his like youth years or like his adult years were all you know, ruling and reigning Judah and Jerusalem. So this, I love this story so much because it puts into perspective how much your pridefulness can um, overtake and how even at such a young age, it's the reason why a, a young kid isn't given too much because they're going to feel like, oh my God, I'm on top of the world. Or they get a job and it pays very well. They're going to say, I don't need to come to church because my job does it for me. And that's where it gets, you know, a little bit crazy. Okay, but a little bit about this king. His name is... Usias, Uzziah, and he's in Second Chronicles 26, and his whole story says like when he started reigning, how God had um, had his back the whole time, and how God helped him out throughout his whole journey of him reigning. But his story ends out very terrible, like it goes from a good start to a very bad end. And um, I'm gonna read it to you guys, Second uh, Corinthians 26:16, and it says, "But when." Uzziah became strong. He became so proud of himself and his accomplishments that he acted corruptly and he was unfaithful and sinned against the Lord his God. For he went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of on the altar of incense. So a little bit backstory. As I said, this king had reigned. Um, he started reigning when he was 16 years old and then 52 years he reigned Judah and Jerusalem. And and this king, like I like back then they would have like wars with like, oh, I'm going to kill you with a pebble or I'm going to kill you with my sword. But this king, like he actually like was able to get gather all these men to actually make machines to go to war, like actual machines. And I was thinking like machines, like I would think machines were like like made yesterday but you know back in the bible times like if they they would still use machines or create machines in order for them to do that but anyway this king for example he fought against the philistines he had the bible says that he had three hundred seven thousand five hundred men in the army like just in the army and then apart from the army he had 2600 strong men with him he created war machines and all around the cities like the ammonites knew him at the borderline of egypt everyone knew him so at this point, he would go out to war and everybody would know him. Um, he would go out to the border of Egypt. Everyone would know him. And as he started getting, you know, known and known and known, the Bible says that the Lord was with him. The Lord has helped him, you know, um, uh, be able to fight the Philistines. He was able to give him strength. He was able to give him, like, all these people to help him out. But then comes a little pridefulness in King Uzziah. And he says that he wants to go and burn incense in the incense altar. And back then, the only people that were allowed to go in at a burn incense or the priests nobody else so he at some point felt like hey everyone knows me i have access i am now allowed to do it because i'm top notch now so when they go in there there were so many other priests the bible says this is what blew my mind 80 priests giving him warnings like hey don't go in there because it's not your job don't go in there because it's the priest's job you have one job and that is to go king be a king and go reign but he didn't listen imagine you by yourself going inside to burn incense and then there's 80 people telling you don't go in there and you're like nah i'm gonna still go in there that i mean that's some sense of like stubbornness at that point because 80 people is a lot to tell you not to go in there so he went in there and the bible says i'm gonna find a few guys 
Um, okay, and then in 18, it says, The opposed king Isaiah said to him, It is not for you, Isaiah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who have been consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have been unfaithful and will have no honor from the Lord God. And then Uzziah, he gets so mad. It says in 19, Then Uzziah, with the censer in his hand to burn incense, was en enraged. And while he was enraged with the priests, leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord besides the incense altar. So number one, we see that he was so stubborn and believed in himself so much that he was able to go into a place that did not, uh, how do you say, pertenecer, like it did not belong to him. It did not belong to him. Like you have an area to be in. Why? And at a sense, a point, he felt like, oh, like everyone knows me. I'm allowed to do whatever I want now. Like I have the power in order for me to go into a place that is not for me. And he knew it. But when they try to give him advice, and that's the problem when we, when our pride gets to us, when people try to like lower us down from that cloud that we are in, we get so mad. They're, we're like, oh my God, but I did this by myself. Or I actually reached this. Like, no, none of you helped me. None of you did this. None of you did that. And that's where it gets dangerous. And for him to get leprosy in his forehead, that says a lot. Because the forehead means a lot of things in the Bible. The forehead, for example, it's marked in order for you to know, like, oh, this is the Son of God, right? Um, there's also the mark of the beast that is also known to be in the forehead, which meaning there is a mark in your forehead that is significant, right? And he did not get healed from this leprosy. He died with this leprosy. So imagine how much pride can get like what to what point pride can get you to like this leprosy was in his forehead and he was known to be and you know leprosy means like a contamination which means you're un unholy you're not consecrated you're not sanctified and for him to overstep a line because of his own pride is the danger that we should pay attention to because it does pride pridefulness brings stubbornness and it also doesn't give you that space or like that openness for you to receive correction because once we think that we're at the top we don't like to receive advice anymore and that's and that's a, and actually it's the contrary we think that we need advice when we're nothing but when we're actually at a place that's high that's when we need the most help that's when we need the most advice or somebody to run to to be like hey i think i'm doing something wrong can you tell me what i'm doing wrong or um, tell the people that you work with like hey i'm open with any correction i'm open with you telling me what i'm doing wrong what i'm doing right how can i get better because there's always space for you to get better but this king that is what that is what really like hit me because he didn't get healed like for example miriam when she gossiped about about her brothers um about moses she was healed from that leprosy and she was able to come back right and okay she was healed and whatnot but he didn't get healed so that means it is it can be a deadly sin meaning that your that your pridefulness can really kill you and he he stayed like that and that's 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 yeah his start your start can be good but the ending can be bad all because you want your self-importance your ego your pridefulness to like outstand and for you to be correct when many of the times guys were not correct i like what you were saying about uh how pride can lead you to being more stubborn and being you know further away from god but i i was really interested when i kind of learned that there's another side to pride which is where you can be so prideful in the Lord but though the way I I learned this was the story of Paul the Apostle um, he before he became Christian he was a sinner and and he did a lot of sinful acts but when he got closer to Christ and became a Christian he had so much pride in that the Lord changed him and that the Lord is the reason for him being able to be a better person that he didn't fully that he kind of took that as the lord 
was his like controlling him and he had no part in it so his becoming a christian he everything that he did he thought okay it's just because the lord is doing this i am not doing this i'm not the christian the lord is just using me which in a way is true the lord is using him but he took it so far as to the point where everything that he did it was oh this was god did this god did that which is true but he kept belittling himself um it even goes so far to where in first corinthians 15 uh, 9 he actually calls himself the least of the apostles he says he's unworthy to even be an apostle because he had persecuted the church of god before he became a christian um and so i just thought that this was super interesting because it shows that pride is not only, oh, I think I'm so great. It can also be that you don't think you're good enough because you have your pride is keeping you from seeing exactly what's happening, um, which was the Lord helped him change and filled him with the spirit and allowed him to be a better person than he was. And he just wasn't able to listen to that and listen to God's word and accept that he changed because of the Lord and everything that he's doing now is glorifying to God, but it's not only because God, it's because he was able to change himself as well. I like how we both, well, not we both, but Kat and, and you both like mentioned the bad side of pride and then the good side of pride. The Paul, he humbled himself when he was like, he was like, no, I'm not, it's not me doing all these things. It's not me doing all these like uh, glorious things for, but it's God through me. And he knew, and he kept saying to everyone, he never kept quiet. He never was just like, oh yeah, it, it was just me. Or he never, when someone like praised him, like, wow, how can you do this? How can you, how, how can you think like this? It was never like he stood quiet and never said anything. No, he was like, no, it's God putting those, th uh, those, um, that wisdom in me is it's god through me it's in god 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 and he repeatedly said that and and when pride comes to our lives we usually just always always try not not even try i'm not even gonna say try like when pride comes to our lives we always tell everyone or we say oh yeah that 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 was me that that was nobody else and it's just like i did that yup yup and then you start praising yourself and that's just so ugly like <laughs> when we have like moments like that we're just like bro like like who is this person you know and we even see that god even thinks the same the same way when someone's boastful like that in proverbs 16 5 in the version msg specifically and it says god can't stomach arrogance or pretense believe me he'll put those braggarts in their place so the fact it, it says here god can't stomach those arrogant peoples meaning that he's like wow like he's disgusted he's he's like why are you being boastful why are you being a hypocrite because he relates boastful to the hypocrites because they want to be shown and they're all like, oh, God is holy, holy. Um, God is using me to do miracles, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, but no, it's it's not it's not that even thinking or it's not even we it's it's we start like listening to our our own selves. And I can't like argue enough, like how dangerous that is with with you saying that, oh, it was me instead of God. And that's why that's why it's really hard when when you're like, um let's say when you're a good server or you're a good speaker or you're a good anything 
<coughs> when someone comes up to you and tells you, oh, I actually like how you do so-and-so. I actually like how you do this. You can tell you do it with your heart. It's risky for us to go up to someone to do that because we fill them up with these thoughts. And it's very easy for them to start thinking pridefulness. It's very easy for them to start thinking um, like, oh, yeah, like, actually, like, I am good, huh? And and then, then that's when pride starts. So that's why we have to be very very careful on how we approach someone instead of being like oh wow cat or or oh wow josh or oh wow leila or oh, well, whoever it's oh wow um like i i you do this really good no you shouldn't say that you should say oh i see the way god uses you instead instead of saying oh wow you you do do this good you should say oh wow god really uses you in this and then we we listen to god's words too i can't like I can't like um, argue that enough either that we have to listen to God and whatever God says, don't be so stuck up and be like, nah, like I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And I, it makes me think of this precise moment of you not listening to God and God commanding you to do stuff and you don't want to do it because you're so full of pride. You're like, no, this is, this is, I'm too good for that. I'm so good for this. I'm too good for whatever, um, is the Pharaoh the pharaoh and in the story of moses is when Mos when god called moses to take the people out of egypt and um and he went he was like go go to pharaoh and tell him that to re let this his people go and pharaoh like he heard this and he was like no I, i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it and through through many plagues over and over and over again pharaoh had 10 plagues in total and he still refused to let the people go he was like no i have there were like these two guys as like witchcraft guys whatever that did sorcery and god continuously showed pharaoh that no my power is bigger than so-called your power because pharaoh thought that he was on top of everyone honestly i really do think that maybe pharaoh even thought that he was bigger than god that he was god himself or like bigger you know that he was supposedly mightier but that's what happens when we think that we have our own accomplishments or when we when we think ourselves like oh i'm actually too good i have people backing me up like pharaoh since he had um he was he was the authority of egypt and he had these uh two two guys um he was like oh that's all i need i have the this like sp spiritual bad power and i and i'm i have authority that i'm the ruler of everything no one can touch me and look what god demonstrated him that every single time he did a, a god sent a plague over he overrules pharaoh because that's just how it is we never overrule um god in any shape way or form we always have to do what god says because when god tells us to do something um we're gonna have to do it and not like and not um be so hung up in the stubbornness and be like no i'm not gonna do that or something as simple as like um you fighting with your brothers and sisters like go up and say sorry even if it's not your fault like it, it, it it's hard i can i can say it's hard but it's better for you <clears throat> sorry we're all like sick here and we're all like coughing um but it's better for you to go up to that person even if it's not your fault to say sorry um another story um that i want to add on is uh jonah actually when <coughs> 
sorry, um, when God sent Jonah to Nineveh and, um, and he told them, go to those people. I'm telling you, go to those people and uh, tell them to repent and come to me and I will forgive them. Because they were doing horrible acts, guys. Horrible, horrible acts. And God was like, no, like, I'm sending you, Jonah, to go tell them. And what I didn't know is that Jonah, he was a prophet. And what happens, what happens after this prophet Jonah, um, God tells him to go to the to the land of Nineveh and tell the Ninevites, like, oh, repent um, before God and he will forgive all your sins. He just simply ran away. But when I'm thinking now that Jonah was a prophet, so being a prophet, he has to know that God uses the most dirtiest of people and the dirtiest of people will be exalted once they they go to Jesus and they repent to Jesus. So when I'm thinking here, I'm like, okay, okay, wait, back up. Jonah ran away for why? Jonah ran away because he knew that once the people become dirty, the once the people become fully surrendered to God, that maybe there was a chance. This is all like a shady theory, but maybe there was a chance that these people will overrule Jonah and he will no longer just be a prophet. But someone over there can be a pastor or someone someone from the land of Nineveh can be an apostle or whatsoever and go on top of jonah because jonah was the prophet there he so like being the prophet and that line he was the one that was on top but i'm guess i'm guessing that he ran away because he knew that once these people repented there was a chance that someone else can be on top of him and so that's that's exactly what pride does that we fear someone someone or something coming be um ahead of us and we are not doing god's work just because we're fearful of what of who can be our um who can be on top of us or we're fearful that we're going to be let go on the bottom it's that's not like that we should be at ease and we should be at peace knowing and understanding and knowing that you're in your place because god has simply put you there and it's so beautiful that when you're when you're when you are in a place or when you're at a whatever stature you're at and you're just like i know i'm here because legit god put me here it's not because you fought other uh, other hermanos or other hermanas or you had full of pride or you were the one like oh if i'm if i'm in this place at this time like i'm gonna be chosen no it's not like that it's you're literally given something or you're literally giving blessings or whatever it is in your life because god is the one that's giving it to you and it is god's timing um <laughs> yes very important to very outstand um, or bullet point or highlight the part of how it's God's timing because uh, imagine being put in a position where your ego is not yet worked on, where your soul is not worked on yet because, you know, everyone everyone wants to be in a high place and, and dude, I'm all for it too because if you, if you are um, the type to, you know, want to be somewhere or, you know, um, that's, that's a good thing too, because that means you want the Lord to use you in like, in like spectacular ways, which he will do. But you should always remember that it, when it's God's timing, it's perfect because if you are, you know, given a position when it's not your time, what's going to happen is 
pride before the fall, <laughs> which is important. And I want to talk about um, where God is tells Moses to talk to the people and to remind them that it, it has never been them. It has always been God. In Deuteronomy 8.13 through 16, it says, And when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold multiply and all that you have increases, then your heart will become lifted up by self-conceit and arrogance. And you will forget the Lord your God who brought you from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. And in other words, the world is known as Egypt. The world is known as the place that keeps us um, in slavery. And even the Bible says, like, this is just like a big warning of like when you see the things increasing in your life or when you see things get bigger in your life, what's going to happen is that your your self-importance or your self I don't know how to say it, self-importance or like self-valuation will be bigger than it was before when you had little. Because when you have little, obviously you're going to stay humble to the max. But once you have more and more and more, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I did this. Or I, I, you know, I worked hard. I woke up early to go get those shifts. Like I was the one that chose those extra shifts on Saturdays and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, just so I can get more income. And he was saying, and the, the, the Lord was saying, Moses was telling the people, the Lord your God who brought you from the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. Like, don't forget who took you out of where you came from. And in 16, it says, he fed you manna in the wilderness, a substance which your fathers did not know, so that he might humble you by dependence on him. So meaning he humbles you not so you can be humiliated. He doesn't humble you so you can feel a sense of embarrassment. He humbles you so you know that, okay, I don't depend on myself. I depend on the Lord. That's why humbleness comes because humbleness is not just to be like oh i just fell down and now i have to get back up no it's a time for you to regather yourself regather your thoughts and say okay everything that i have achieved everything that i have now is because the lord has given it to me i wouldn't have been able to do this by myself for example when i i would have to stay up late to like study i would like who in the right mind would have energy at three in the morning to actually study? I don't think anyone would want to, but you know, you tell the Lord, Lord, please give me strength. And like this strength just comes to you just to finish strong. Right. And many of the times you forget that. Let's say fast forward, I graduate and I get a degree or anything like that. And then I forget that the one who actually gave me strength to stay up all night, to pull, to stay late, to do something. Um, it wasn't me because my humanly strength would have failed. I would have simply knocked out, but you know, just a small prayer for the Lord to help you out it makes a big difference so that's where the, i think it's important to recognize okay even in the small things like i stayed a blade but it's not for my glory i stayed a blade because you know the bible says do everything as if you were doing it for the lord so obviously you're going to do your work you're going to do school with excellence everything with excellence and that is what the people forgot because they were saying like oh now that you have everything now that i took you out of egypt now you want to forget where i what i did from you and then in 17 it says otherwise you may say in your heart my power and the strength of my hand made me this wealth and when I was reading this, it reminded me of the family that I have that don't believe in Christ because every time that I talk to them about God, they're very prideful and very prideful in the point where they're saying like, like, you know, God bless you for, I tell them God bless you for why you, the work that you, the job that you have or that you have the strength because many of my family members are pretty old, but they still like go and work. They still study and do all this stuff. And, you know, I tell them like, like Oh, God bless you for that. And they get so like, so mad. They're like, why are you telling me about God? Like he was not the one that woke me up. And I'm like, sir, yes, he did. <laughs> I'm like, yes, he did. And then he's like, Oh, and I don't even think he's the one that gave me the job. And uh, you know, it kind of hurts me, but I'm like, okay, I have to understand them because 
because they don't know, right? So that's where I have to come in and explain to them, like, look, the one that gave life was God. The one that um, gave you breath is God. The person that your boss was created by God too. The company that came out to be was because God gave somebody the idea or, you know, created that person to come and do this thing. Like, every single step just goes back to God. Like, there's no way around it at all. So when they get like that, it's my power, my strength. And they always say, like, oh, yeah, it's me. I am the one that has to work, not God has to work. And I'm like, he's working behind the closed doors. He's working behind the scenes. Like, this is and, – and it's and it's like a and it's like a spiritual immaturity that they have, right? Or not in, in their sense, like, not even a spiritual maturity, but just immaturity, period. And that's the that's the thing we have to always remember um, when we get to a level of where God um, we forget about God's recognition. We have to remember, OK, it, where did God take you out from? Um, I believe that when God when you give up something for God, he always gives you a reward. And that's the biggest like blessing you can ever receive, because once you give something up, then you start seeing the work that God has for you. But maybe your pridefulness is not letting you reach the blessing that God has for you. Maybe your pride is getting in the way of you actually um, being the, the like reaching the calling God has for you. But because your pride is stopping you, it's like a big wall and you cannot move on unless that wall is broken down, which is your pride. And um, something I like, I love the fact that you pointed out was spiritual, spiritual immaturity or immaturity point blank period, because um, pridefulness is immaturity. Like it's the most biggest immaturity. Like when I think of pridefulness, I think of like a little kid that's whining because they're like, oh, no, I did it. Oh, no, I want that. Oh, no, I did this. I did blah, 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 blah. It's, it sounds like a little kid. And like uh, an example that like he was so immature was uh, King, King Nebuchadnezzar. I like to call him King Neb, um, but this story, uh, it explains, like, how immature he was throughout the whole thing, and, um, it says in 2 Kings 29 through 11, Isaiah said, this will be a sign from you from, to you from the Lord, and that he will do the thing that he has, he has spoken, shall the shadow, in- sorry, um, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, um, let me restart again. Isaiah said, This will be a sign to you from the Lord that he will do the thing that he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten steps or go back ten steps? Hezekiah answered, It is easy for the shadow to go forward ten steps, but not let the shadow turn backward ten steps. So Isaiah the prophet called out to the Lord, and he brought the, he brought the shadow on this ten steps backward, which it had gone down from the sundial of um, Ahaz. And if that confused you... um. Let me like rephrase that. So basically, um, Hezekiah, he was like super, he, he wasn't like believing in the Lord. Like, um, he was like, oh no, like the Lord, like, um, he wasn't there. Like when I had all these treasures and blah, blah, blah. And, but Isaiah, he like proved him wrong. He was like, no, like, should like, he was like, oh no, the Lord gave you that. And Hezekiah, he was like, okay, show me, you know, he was like, he was testing the Lord, which obviously we shouldn't do. But as you see here, the Lord has proven to him. He turned, he set time backwards. And that's so crazy because like, how can you set time backwards? Like that, th- that's the most mind blowing thing ever. And, um, and Hezekiah, he was like, okay, you know what? Like after this encounter, he was like, you know what? Yeah. Like glory to God. Like, like I couldn't believe it either. And from this, he was, um, he was known, uh, from the King of Babylon he was like uh, the king of babylon recognized this and he was like oh my gosh like 
like you like you you set time backwards and of course when he visited hezekiah king hezekiah um king hezekiah he was he didn't end up showing him the sundial in general the sundial that actually proved the fact that it was god's way and god's glory the fact that he was the one who reigned over the kingdom but that it was him and it shows right here second kings 2015 i um uh i'm so sorry uh isaiah said what have you what have they seen of your house hezekiah answered they have seen everything that is in my house there is nothing in my treasures that i have not shown them showing the fact that hezekiah even though he saw himself the fact that time went backwards he didn't show them but he showed them what he showed them the treasures in his palace he showed them the money he showed them the riches he showed them the gold not what what not what like really what was happening not the fact that the lord was the one who was showing not that the, the lord set time backwards but the treasures like and from this and you see the fact that hezekiah was so ignorant because it was just like bro he came here for one purpose only to see like the lord of what he's done but you're showing him the treasures and like it was it was like it shows the fact that he was stubborn because um sorry because <laughs> <coughs> sorry um it showed the fact that he was stubborn because he wasn't even like proving to them the fact that oh no the lord was the one who get, who gave me this um this reign over the, the kingdom but the fact that it was something else that oh his riches his gold and from this in it says in kings uh second kings 20 16 through 19 then isaiah said to hezekiah hear the word from the lord and from there on it showed the fact that everything all his riches his sons um everything else everything that he owned was gone to babylon everything everything was taken from him because he was prideful because he didn't show the fact that oh no here's what the lord has done here's a like a cool um not a cool what is it called um a miracle like a miracle that happened something so crazy and something so supernatural that happened he didn't show him that he showed him like the treasures the golds the things that he owned not what god has shown him or have given him and all this was taken away from him again his children um, his gold, his riches, his clothing, his, um, everything was taken away from him, and even then after, he was like, oh, but am I gonna get anything in return? <laughs> are you serious? Like, are you, and then I was like, bro, like, everything was taken away from you, and you still want something back? Like, you, you didn't prove the fact that the Lord has given you something, and it's, it's just so crazy, and it's so, like, funny, and, and then afterwards that happened after everything was taken from him um he ended up dying he didn't even ask for forgiveness he didn't like ask for reconciliation um i'm sorry if i mispronounced that wrong but he didn't ask for like anything in return like anything from the lord who literally showed him time moved backwards he didn't show any he didn't ask for forgiveness or anything like that and it, i just find that so mind-blowing because like damn like pridefulness really gets in the way stubbornness gets super in the way of of like trying to move forward like how was saying pridefulness is a wall that you're trying to you're trying to hit forward but you can't you can't move because there is a wall in your way so it, i just find that there's nothing more infuriating than people who only see things from their own point of view and never try to understand 
anyone else's point of view. Like, I always struggled. I always struggled with, like, uh, people. Like, my biggest pet peeve when people were, like, would always ask, ask me, like, what was your pet what's your pet peeve mm-hmm. and i'm like oh arrogant people i'm like arrogant people that they just didn't like comprehend nobody else's thinking they always wanted to think like how they think themselves but and then but and then there was a there was a phrase that i always told my siblings throughout my whole life i always told them if you see something that you don't like in someone else it's because you have it within yourself and you don't even like that within yourself and then i when i remember this and i was like oh <laughs> are you trying to tell me something god (laughs) and i was just like and god was like yes i'm trying to tell you that you're ignorant too you're you're arrogant too and then i'm like oh okay like this is when you have to change but to end this to end this podcast and to end um this pridefulness that we all should close this door of this pridefulness um i want to end off with this uh conclusion of jeremiah i mean this conclusion this verse of jeremiah 9 23 through 24 and this is God's message to us. It says, don't let the wise brag of their wisdom. Don't let heroes brag about their exploits. Don't let the rich brag of their riches. If you brag, brag of this and only this, that you understand and know me. I am God and I act lo- and I act in loyal love. I do what's right and set things right and fair and delight in those who do the same things these are my trademarks (sighs) i know this was a lot to pile in i know it's a lot to hear especially since since a lot of us are prideful i include myself you know um it's hard to hear what is right when you think you're right but it's time to humble ourselves it's time to close that door and be like no I'm, I, I'm not going to listen to myself, to my own humanly thoughts, but I'm going to listen to God's now. All right, guys, <laughs> this was a handful, but wait for the six more episodes to come. <laughs> All right, guys, God bless you. We are in every single major platform if you guys want to listen to us. We will come to YouTube soon. I promise. I promise. But God bless you guys for now and see you guys next week. Bye bye.